Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the powers, the rulers, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to then stand. I'm John Nieder. Welcome to this broadcast of Live the Word. Do you think you're in a spiritual battle? Do you think it's possible? I have some questions about this passage, though. Questions I think most of us can't answer. Now, we call uh, this ministry Live the Word. We started out as the Art of Family Living, which uh, was the co-founder was Dr. Howard Hendricks. And that was a chapter title from a very popular book he wrote called Heaven Help the Home. Years later, we decided that we could uh, we wanted to broaden that a bit. And so Live the Word still captured uh, what we were committed to since day one. That is the application, practical application of biblical truth. But to apply truth, we have to probe the truth. We have to study what the Word of God says. And, and just take the passage of which I've read just a small portion. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We need to ask ourselves the question, well, how do I do that? How can I be strong in the Lord? How can I be strong in the strength that is his might? And then it immediately says, put on the whole armor of God. Now, right now, do you have on the armor of God? It says to put it on. Did you put it on this morning? Obviously, it's something that if we don't put it on, then we're not wearing it, right? So if you have no idea what it means to put on the armor of God or even why you should put on the armor of God or what it really means to do that, then should we not assume that there's a vulnerability that we have? And candidly, I think most of us, Bible-believing, committed to the Word of God Christians, we probably really can't give a good answer to that many of us. And the whole reason it goes on, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Well, what do you mean to stand? Stand against what? Well, it goes on, against the schemes of the devil. All right, let me ask you, what are the schemes of the devil? No answer? If someone has a scheme against you, they're doing something, they're conniving, they're behind the scenes, they're scheming against you, but you're unaware, then you're all the more vulnerable, are you not? And this is saying you need to put on that armor because if you're going to stand against this attack, not get knocked over, you're going to have to understand the schemes of the devil. You're going to have to be prepared by having the armor on because the, the schemes are going to be leveled against you. And then it makes this incredible statement in verse 12. It is so broad in its scope. This is being written to believers at the church at Ephesus. Verse 12, for we, who's the we? The we is all true believers, all of us. It's written to Christians, those who have passed from darkness into light, those who were once in the family of darkness, who are now in the family of light, once who had uh, Satan as their father, now have the heavenly father. For we do not wrestle, boy, you hear wrestle, that's, that's combat, that's close in, isn't it? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean flesh and blood? Well, it means we, we really don't wrestle against other humanity, people. Well, that's kind of strange, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, think about it a little bit. 
We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So in other words, the battle you're having with your spouse, that other person, there's more to it that you can't see, but there's a reality. And that's what this passage is saying. That when it comes to things that we think are primarily conflict with others of flesh and blood, like we are, when you get in those wrestling matches, that tension, that back and forth, that combat, there's a lot more to the equation. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I have watched uh, professing Christians who know each other in most cases uh, doing battle with one another over things in the political arena. And it's hostile. It's angry. It's ugly. And I have been tempted to jump into the, to the fray that's taking place. What you're seeing, by the way, and most of us, again, don't really comprehend it, is it looks like we're fighting with each other, but behind the scenes, the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers, the spiritual forces of evil are manipulating us to bring about division in the body of Christ, to discredit the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, can I ask you, what, what does this battle look like? Do you know? And then it goes on and says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, oh, boy, I, I think that's one thing we might all kind of agree on. We're in an evil day. We see evil proliferating as maybe never before. You don't have to be that old to have seen the dramatic change in our country, especially, if not the entire world. Withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And then it goes on and it talks about how to put on the armor of God and all that uh, to protect ourselves so we can, uh, well, we can deal with the flaming arrows of the evil one, the flaming darts of the evil one. What you may be dealing with right now is not just flesh and blood. And again, chapter 6 and verse 12, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. The implications of this passage is that there is a lot more demonic activity than most of us could ever imagine. I think that's the implication. We pay lip service to this reality. Had a had a great call yesterday from an honest brother who was hurting because he had gone through a, a difficult divorce. The hurt and the pain of that is something that's still very much lodged in his heart to the point where I think he made the statement that when he wakes up in the morning, it's in his mind and it's disrupting his spirit. Dear brother, my heart goes out to him. What I suggested to him, and, and I hope I was clear in what I was trying to communicate, is that he could very well be in a spiritual battle. He was hurt. He was hurt deeply. And the enemy attacks us. If you are dealing with some past trauma, some past hurt that continues to cripple you in terms of constantly harassing you. Have you ever stopped to think that what it is is precisely what is described here in Ephesians 6? That you are going up against the rulers and the authorities, the spiritual forces of evil, 
that may have, by the way, uh, created the situation where you were hurt. They may have manipulated the situation to the point where you were traumatized. Now, how do you get beyond it? Well, first of all, I think it's important to, that we need to recognize the nature of the battle. Your ex-spouse is not really your enemy. You've got a much bigger enemy than that. And only God can bring the, the solution and the healing. And that's where the Word of God guides us, where we take that hurt and that pain, and in a, and in a very sacred moment of connecting with the Lord, we allow Him to take that from us. We cast our care upon Him because He cares for us, and He takes it, and that begins the healing. Oh, the enemy may still want to attack and still bring thoughts into our minds, but then we've learned a lesson. Those flaming arrows of the evil one are really thoughts that are coming from the pit of hell. It may seem like it's simply my thought, my you know musings, but many times it's a flaming arrow of the evil one, the flaming dart of the evil one, who wants to constantly throw it in our face in order to make us angry and bitter and hostile and to be on the attack and to... Just continue to be in bondage to the past pain. It is a spiritual battle. The battle is not with flesh and blood. It's bigger than that. Now, I think most of us don't comprehend that. I have had, uh, I guess you'd call it the opportunity, to, to uh, help some Christians who were uh, trapped uh, by the enemy. And I've watched uh, how the Lord in his grace will intervene when we humble ourselves before him and then we resist the enemy. We confess any sin that gave the enemy opportunity. We confess bitterness and anger. We confess being deceived. We, we just go humbly before the Lord. The Holy Spirit guides. And I've seen the Lord just do an incredible work. I've experienced it personally. These battles are real. And until we get to the point that we understand this, we are vulnerable. So let me ask you, what is going on in your life right now? What is going on that you can't get beyond? Jesus promised the abundant life. If you're not experiencing that at some level, if you're not experiencing at least some degree of being able to function without being uh, crippled by anxiety and the like, then it can may well be uh, that what you're dealing with is a spiritual battle. And that's the thing about the Word of God. It doesn't really tell us. It doesn't say, hey, every one of you are in this battle every day of your life. But no matter what, if you do what God says, you have the capacity, because of the Lord, having done all, you stand. You can stand in the midst of the attacks. The schemes of the enemy, well, they can be destroyed. I want to encourage you, if you've been struggling something, you haven't been able to put it behind you, that you entertain the prospect that you are dealing with the forces of darkness. And they will not leave until they are told to leave and the ground's been taken back. Any ground, any claim they have on your life, whether it be a certain sin in the past or just something you did in the past to invite this, I'm running into more and more people that dabbled in the occult. They gave red carpet treatment to the enemy. And then one day they turn around and their life is a mess and we start to talk and they forget for a while what it, they had done some time back. And they, they had opened it up to the enemy. They opened the door of their life and the enemy came in. The, the enemy places the thoughts in our mind in such a way that they just are there. And it's as if, uh, you know, it's just my thought when in fact it, it could well be that flaming arrow of the evil one. 
Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are listening to my voice. I pray that you would allow all of us to come before you, to humble ourselves before you, to express to you the the hurt and the brokenness that many of us have experienced. Father, we really need to hear from you. And Father, you tell us to humble ourselves before you, and then we are to resist our enemy, resist the devil. And you promise us he will flee. Whatever ground there may be in my life or in the life of that person listening to me right now, may we take that ground back by confessing if it's sin, forgiving if it's a hurt that we're still carrying. And then as we do this, Father, allow us the grace to tell the enemy to leave, to leave us alone because we declare the victory of the cross of your Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we come to you now in his name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope today's program has been helpful.